Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. The reality singing competition series The Voice returns for season 24 tonight on NBC. I spoke to season 3 winner Cassidy Pope when she performed at the A Capital Fourth concert in Washington, D.C. in 2016. I'm here with the one and only Cassidy Pope. Uh, who will Hello. be. Pro- hey, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. No problem. No, thanks for joining us. Are you kidding me? Um, the, re- the reason we're talking is uh, she's going to be performing in a star-studded lineup for July 4th, the Capital 4th show, the concert. Um, thanks so much for joining us, first of all. And uh, second of all, um, uh, how excited are you to do this show? I'm so excited. You know, every 4th of July is different, and this is the first time I get to be in Washington, D.C., actually celebrating um, the 240th anniversary of this country and um, it's just, it's an honor to be amongst all these great artists and just to be um, in that city for Fourth of July. It's going to be awesome. Did you say this is going to be your first time in D.C.? No, no, it's the first time in D.C. on Fourth of July. So okay. it's, it means a lot. I've been to D.C. a few times. Okay, you've performed here other shows and stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been there. Um, my boyfriend's actually from Baltimore, so I've, I've gone through there a few times. Oh, nice. Well, there you go. Yeah. You got a local connection. Is he going to be coming? Is he going to go to the show? I'm going to try and get his family to come. He's a musician, so he'll be doing stuff. But, yeah, my mom and sister are flying in. His parents might come, so it'll be a whole family ordeal. Well, there you go. Who knew? Who knows? She's dating a dude in Baltimore. All right, there we go. Um, how, um, tell, tell me about because you guys you're going to be playing with some some really big names here. I mean, you got Gavin DeGraw, Kenny Loggins, and Smokey Robinson. I mean, the list goes on and on. Did you obviously did you grow up listening to some of these people? And how surreal is it going to be to share a stage with them? It's going to be so surreal. I mean, you grow up listening to these artists and. Um, you never really think that you're ever going to be in the same situation as them, let alone the same show, the same stage. So it's going to be kind of a pinch me moment. I've had a lot of those this year from um, Think of You with Chris Young going number one to to this happening. So it's going to be, it's just going to be like the perfect way to celebrate America. And I'm going to look around and just be starstruck, but it's going to be fun. Definitely. Um, in addition to all the, you know, all the all the cool superstars, and you know, we have the uh, on your feet, the musical, the NSO, a bunch of people. Um, but in addition to that, it's also, you know, it's different than just a usual concert. It's it's got a little, you know, a little. Uh, you get choked up, a little patriotic fervor to it. Um, explain sort of how um, looking out over that crowd and seeing all, you know, the people dressed and they're decked out and they're red, white, and blue and their flag and the fireworks going off. You know, <laughs> why is it why is it important to uh, you know celebrate this this young country, two hundred forty years? We're a little baby. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really beautiful. I mean, we, we walk around every day and we kind of 
forget that that our lives are we're just so lucky to have what we have and to be free and um you know we we take a lot of it for granted without even knowing it so i think being up there on that stage looking out uh, and seeing all the people being so proud and also i get to have the national symphony orchestra behind me um it's just going to be such a beautiful moment so it's it's just um going to be one of those moments where i'm just so proud to be an american it's going to be awesome you're going to probably get some goosebumps staring out there um, awesome. Tell me, uh, I, I gotta ask you about, um, take me back to, uh, you know, it's been a couple years now since you won The Voice, right? Yeah, it's been about, oh gosh, almost four years in December. <laughs> it's crazy. Take, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take me back to the, the moment that, um, that you were on the stage there and, uh, you were like, wow, my life changed forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was one of those things, um, where I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. I kind of thought that I would be in for maybe a round or two and, um, get some exposure and try and... <laughs> And, uh, you know, go off the coattails of that, not knowing that I could win the thing. So it really took me by surprise. But after the show, just so much has happened. The show really changed my life. I'm able to have a career now. I'm able to do great things like this, playing at the Capitol Fourth. And um, also I've got a new EP out called Summer and Mm -hmm. the the singles out with the music video. And I got to do a duet with Chris Young and that went number one. So. It's just all um, because of that show and also all the work that I did before that, you know, with my old band and touring and everything. So it's just, um, it's been a really fun year to kind of celebrate everything that's happened. Definitely. And uh, I know, I remember on the show, um, you were Team Blake, right? You were a Blake Sheldon protege on the show. Uh, Yes, I was. What was it like uh, working with him? And A, you know, A, what was it like working with him on the show? But B, you know, have you stayed in touch? You know, his career has also really took off since the show as well. But, you know, do you guys stay in touch? Yeah, definitely. Um, I actually sent him Summer before it came out and got his feedback on it. And it was just great to to kind of, you know, utilize that resource because he's not only a great friend, but he's so smart and so great at what he does. So it's just, it's, you know, smart for me as a newer artist to kind of um, go to him and ask questions. And he's just always been really nurturing and um, just open to kind of give me some advice. (laughs) Awesome. And I also know recently you, you toured with a couple other heavy hitters. What did you learn from touring with Tim McGraw and Dirks Bentley? Oh man, (laughs) I learned a lot. Um, they're both so different on stage, which is really fun for me because I get to kind of compare and um, take notes. But Tim McGraw has just always been this very regal um, guy on stage. He just kind of stands up there and connects with his fans through his lyrics. And he doesn't, you know, jump around like crazy and, and run around. He's just He makes that connection through his lyrics, whereas Dirks is um, he still connects with the fans through the lyrics, but he's more of a jumping around, going crazy kind of guy. So... Um, I think I just learned to find your niche and, and play uh, into that. You know, I love I love interacting with fans on stage. I don't really rehearse um, what I'm saying in between songs that much. I kind of just go, you know, with what feels great in the moment. And, um, yeah, it's just it's kind of a little bit more uh, less rehearsed for me, and that's something that I kind of got from Dirks and, and Tim. Definitely. Um, you grew up in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida, right? How did you get into singing in the first place? Were there some, you know, old country artists or, or any genre, really, that, that you think were inspired you as you were growing up? Yeah, I mean, I, I took voice lessons since four years old, so there was really nothing else I ever wanted to do with my life. Um, just from a young age, I, I knew I wanted to sing forever. And um, it's funny, I actually would tune in to Capitol Force um, every year, so <laughs> it's kind of surreal that I get to be on there. But um 
And I, I looked up to artists like Shania Twain and Martina McBride and um, Trisha Yearwood. I was always huge into country. And then, you know, through my teenage years, I got more into rock music. So I loved listening to Avril Lavigne at the time was very rock and right. um, bands like Foo Fighters and Blink-182. So I, I, I grew up with a very eclectic, um, you know, taste in music, but... I just, I took voice lessons and that was what saved me because now I have, you know, I, I sing correctly and I have endurance to kind of go on tour and sing a lot and, and not get sick. So that was a real blessing. Definitely. And, and I mean, now there's all the, the different genres you mentioned have sort of fused into one. <laughs> like today's country music is a little bit of everything. So you, you came up at a good time for that. Um, awesome. <laughs> um, what else? I mean, what, what else is on the horizon? You, you have uh, any new albums coming up? Yeah, I just released an EP called Summer. It's got four songs on it, and it's a part of a complete my album for my album that will be coming out in the fall, and I'm still finishing that with my producer, Corey Crowder. And in the meantime, I am playing shows. I'm doing fairs and festivals, obviously with Capital Force. Um, and then in the fall, I'm back on tour with Chris Young for the I'm Coming Over tour. So, yeah, it's it's great. I get to go out there and promote the EP and keep promoting summer as my single and people can check out the music video. It's out everywhere. And I'm very excited. Awesome. Definitely. What, uh, can you, can you tell us what, what are we, what can we expect to hear, uh, you know, at at the Capitol fourth show? Is it going to be wasting on these tears or think of you or or is it something (laughs) new or what, what do you got? What do you got? I'm actually going to do, um, my second to last single. I am invincible. I just felt like it was really fitting song for that and especially with it you know airing to all the troops um i just feel like it's it's a great song for them to hear and just americans in general it kind of it's a song about you know defying all the odds and coming through the other side a stronger person well if anyone knows about that it's you so thank you so much for uh, defying the odds <laughs> and getting to where you are and keep up the great work and we're excited to see you on uh, at, at the concert i'm excited too thank you so much all right bye bye All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I also spoke with Season 10 winner Allison Porter when she performed at the same Capital Fourth concert in 2016. Allison, thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks for having me. Now, you're going to be doing the National Anthem, right? I am, yes. Okay. Have uh, A, have you ever sang it before, you know, like when you're growing up or something? I feel like that's what a lot of beginners start off you know, singing it at some ballpark or something. So have you ever done it before? I actually sang it in Curly Sue. Oh, okay. So uh, I, I did sing it then, and I don't think I've sung it, like, at 
you know, any event or anything. I can't remember. I might might have when I was younger, but I really I can't remember doing it ever. So I'm really excited to take a stab at it. Uh, you you mentioned Curly Sue. That just in case our listeners don't remember, it was I think it was like in the early '90s with Jim Belushi. Um, give us the context of the scene. Why are you singing it in the movie? I don't. I was watching TV super late, and I stand up on the bed and and I sing it. <laughs> well, this will be a little different because now uh, people in, around the country will be watching TV really late on PBS and see you singing it. So you know, there well, we go. They might yes. be standing on the bed watching you this time. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> um, uh, okay, what what's the trickiest part of the anthem? You know, I think it's just like making your, making it your own, and then you know, staying true to you know the melody and um, and and you know the the core of the song because everybody has really done an amazing job at kind of doing their own thing with it. You know, if you think of all the iconic people that have sung it, um, so I think I just have to figure out what that's going to be for me. Do you have a favorite version? Is it Whitney? Is it Jimi Hendrix? Think, Which one? Yeah, I think it's probably Whitney. I think I mean obviously Jimi Hendrix. Like you can't you can't ever beat Jimi Hendrix with a guitar, but but vocally, I think, you know, Whitney is probably... That's the gold standard. Top, top of my list. Yeah, for sure. Well, how big of an honor is it? Because, you know, this whole thing is, is such a patriotic sort of day, and you have such a big lineup. There's going to be Olympians there, military, you know, heroes there, performers, but you get to kick it all off uh, with, with the National Anthem. How big of an honor is it to, to, to be the one that sets the tone for the day? It's huge. It's huge. I, I'm I'm so 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 excited just to be doing stuff like this. I mean, it's, it's a dream come true. It's everything. So, very excited. Is there one of the artists? Um, you know, because I think we got Smokey Robinson, Kenny Loggins, uh, Gavin DeGraw. Is there one that you're you're really like, wow, I can't believe I'm up there. I mean, I love Smokey Robinson. Who doesn't love Smokey Robinson? But <laughs> Gavin DeGraw is one of my favorites. So I'm I actually used to go to his shows and like try to get in the front row. I mean, I really love Gavin. So I'm excited to to play a show, you know, with him. Be on the same bill, I guess you could say. <laughs> Were you like a One Tree Hill fan or something? <laughs> no, I just really love his music. He's, yeah. he's amazing. He's yeah, an he's amazing here. songwriter and I, I love, you know, a good songwriter, so Definitely. God, I saw him. I think he opened for like Billy Joel at Nats Park a couple years ago. He's, he does a great show. Um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, tell me about, you know, we got to talk about The Voice. You you just won. Um, are you, uh, has, has it set in yet? I don't know if it ever will. It's I, I always <laughs> go back and watch the video just to make sure that it really happened. It's just such a <laughs> surreal thing. Um, you know, I was obviously, you know, very excited that I was doing well. And, you know, but to actually have won it is, is just like, what? crazy yeah what was it like because you were on team christina right what, what did miss aguilera yes. you know teach you about singing oh my gosh well you know she it was the first time that a female coach has ever won the voice it's crazy and you know we were really in it together from you know from day one we were just so excited and you know just wanted it to go well and we bonded right away so it made everything a lot easier and she really just encouraged me to be myself and follow my heart and do you know whatever I I wanted and then she kind of just really helped me get to the heart of everything and and I mean obviously with notes and runs and everything like that she's the master so it was pretty cool to have her as my as my mentor and now as my friend you know Definitely. What what's the you know? Um, I guess we've been you know we've had about when did Idol start? It was probably like fifteen years ago or something like that. What do you, what do you think? Um, you know, the, this platform of of these singing competitions. I mean, is it really opening the door for a lot more artists to to get noticed? You know, I think when it comes to the voice, they really do um, encourage you to sort of be your own artist. 
and from you know from the very beginning it's it's you know make lists of songs that you would want to sing, you know, what kind of artist do you want to be? And you get to go on this journey um, and there's sort of, you know, no rules and you get to really figure out in front of 14 million people, uh, <laughs> you know, who you are and where you could fit in the music business. And I think that, you know, it, it is such an amazing thing to watch everybody's journey on The Voice because you see so much growth and you see so much, um, so much change. And I think that's the coolest thing about, you know, being on a show like The Voice or Idol or something like that is that you really do get to go on your own, like, artistic journey in front of all these eyes. And that's both scary and, you know, really cool at the same time. Definitely. I I mean, I know you worked closest with Christina because she was sort of your coach mentor uh, figure. But uh, give me me something about the the other judges that we might know, not know about them, sort of how they are, maybe off the screen, Blake, Gwen, and the others. Oh, everybody's great. I mean, I... Just went back um, to do a little something for the actually shooting season 11 blind auditions now. So I got to go back and watch a couple of those. And (laughs) now there's two new coaches, Miley Cyrus and Alicia Keys. And I was talking to them for a while, and they're just so excited to be there. And, you know, you can tell they're new and they're excited and they've never done it before. And so Miley especially is so, so, so excited to be a coach. Um, and it's just amazing. It's amazing to see another season of talent. I mean, incredible singers. And when I was watching them do their blind auditions, I just couldn't believe that I, you know, went through the entire journey and actually won it. So it's crazy to think that one of those people now is going to be the next voice. And it's, it's just awesome. (laughs) And everybody's great. That was your question. Adam is awesome. I, I talked to him a little while the other day and Blake is hilarious and just exactly what you see is what you get. So they're, they're amazing. That's awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, tell us what, what you got coming up next, because when you win one of these suckers, then, then the next thing is, all right, here, we're waiting for the, for the next big album. But unlike, unlike other winners of some of these shows, you've actually had a couple albums before, right? You had, like, was it more like folky kind of things before, before the I show? I did. I did actually, like, a folk country album. I've always wanted to do kind of, like, get that out of my system. Um, I love that kind of music, so it was really exciting when I got to make that kind of record. Um, but now I'm working on my first, like, actual album and you know i guess real album you could say and uh we're just you know writing and in the studio and um you know talking about different producers and it's kind of just begun the journey but it's already like really really exciting so just working hard i'll be in the studio for for a minute just you know trying to make the best record i can awesome and just give us obviously it's all still coming together but what's sort of the general vibe or genre of the album I mean, I would say it's pop, you know, Payne, Kelly Clarkson, Allison Porter, okay. Adele, you know, just shove myself in there if I can, you know. <laughs> Pink, Kelly Clarkson, Allison Porter, Adele. You know. <laughs> in <yeah>. that order. <laughs> Trying to shoot real low. Yeah, exactly. But you got to aim high. <laughs> well, it's all going to start with the Capital Fourth, you know. It's going to be some fireworks and, and the awesome uh, national anthem. We, we appreciate you taking the time, and we're looking forward to seeing you. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you.